Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I had enjoyed myself, but I had spent too much. Yet there was Bellino, who, if a girl, was not to find me less generous than I had been with the two younger sisters. It was to be decided during the day, and I fancied that I was sure of the result. There are some persons who pretend that life is only a succession of misfortunes, which is as much as to say that life itself is a misfortune. But if life is a misfortune, death must be exactly the reverse, and therefore death must be happiness, since death is the very reverse of life. That deduction may appear too finely drawn, but those who say that life is a succession of misfortunes are certainly either ill or poor. For, if they enjoyed good health, if they had cheerfulness in their heart and money in their purse, if they had for their enjoyment a Cecilia, a Marinetta, and even a more lovely beauty in perspective, they would soon entertain a very different opinion of life. I hold them to be a race of pessimists, recruited amongst beggarly philosophers and knavish, atribilious theologians. If pleasure does exist, and if life is necessary to enjoy pleasure, then life is happiness. There are misfortunes, as I know by experience, but the very existence of such misfortunes proves that the sum total of happiness is greater. Because a few thorns are to be found in a basket full of roses, is the existence of those beautiful flowers to be denied? No, it is a slander to deny that life is happiness. When I am in a dark room, it pleases me greatly to see through a window an immense horizon before me. As supper time was drawing near, I went to Don Sancio, whom I found in magnificently furnished apartments. The table was loaded with silver plate, and his servants were in livery. He was alone, but all the guests arrived soon after me. Cecilia, Marina, and Bellino, who, either by caprice or from taste, was dressed as a woman. The two young sisters, prettily arranged, looked charming, but Bellino, in his female costume, so completely threw them into the shade that my last doubt vanished. Are you satisfied, I said to Don Sancio, that Bellino is a woman? Woman or man, what do I care? I think he is a very pretty castrato, 
and I have seen many as good-looking as he is. But are you sure he is a castrato? Valgame Dios, answered the grave Castilian. I have not the slightest wish to ascertain the truth. Oh, how widely different our thoughts were. I admired in him the wisdom of which I was so much in need, and did not venture upon any more indiscreet questions. During the supper, however, my greedy eyes could not leave that charming being. My vicious nature caused me to feel intense voluptuousness in believing him to be of that sex to which I wanted him to belong. Don Sancio's supper was excellent, and, as a matter of course, superior to mine. Otherwise the pride of the Castilian would have felt humbled. As a general rule, men are not satisfied with what is good. They want the best, or, to speak more to the point, the most. He gave us white truffles, several sorts of shellfish, the best fish of the Adriatic, dry champagne, peralta, sherry, and Pedroximenes wines. After that supper, worthy of Lucillus, Bellino sang with a voice of such beauty that it deprived us of the small amount of reason left in us by the excellent wine. His movements, the expression of his looks, his gait, his walk, his countenance, his voice, and above all, my own instinct, which told me that I could not possibly feel for a castrato what I felt for Bellino, confirmed me in my hopes. Yet it was necessary that my eyes should ascertain the truth. After many compliments, and a thousand thanks, we took leave of the Grand Spaniard, and went to my room, where the mystery was at last to be unravelled. I called upon Bellino to keep his word, or I threatened to leave him alone the next morning at daybreak. I took him by the hand, and we seated ourselves near the fire. I dismissed Cecilia and Marina, and I said to him, Bellino, everything must have an end. You have promised. It will soon be over. If you are what you represent yourself to be, I will let you go back to your own room. If you are what I believe you to be, and if you consent to remain with me tonight, I will give you one hundred sequins, and we will start together tomorrow morning. You must go alone, and forgive me if I cannot fulfil my promise. I am what I told you, and I can neither reconcile myself to the idea of exposing my shame before you, nor lay myself open to the terrible consequences of what might follow the solution of your doubts. There can be no consequences, since there will be an end to it at the moment I have assured myself that you are unfortunate enough to be what you say, and, without ever mentioning the circumstances again, I promise to take you with me tomorrow and to leave you at Rimini. No, my mind is made up. I cannot satisfy your curiosity. Driven to madness by his words, I was very near using violence, but, subduing my angry feelings, I endeavoured to succeed by gentle means, and by going straight to the spot where the mystery could be solved. I was very near it, when his hand opposed a very strong resistance. I repeated my efforts, 
but Bellino, rising suddenly, repulsed me, and I found myself undone. After a few moments of calm, thinking I should take him by surprise, I extended my hand, but I drew back terrified, for I fancied that I had recognised in him a man, and a degraded man, contemptible less on account of his degradation than for the want of feeling I thought I could read on his countenance. Disgusted, confused, and almost blushing for myself, I sent him away. His sisters came to my room, but I dismissed them, sending word to their brother that he might go with me without any fear of further indiscretion on my part. Yet, in spite of the conviction I thought I had acquired, Bellino, even such as I believe him to be, filled my thoughts. I could not make it out. Early the next morning I left Ancona with him, distracted by the tears of the two charming sisters, and loaded with the blessings of the mother, who, with beads in her hand, mumbled her paternoster, and repeated her constant theme, Dio Providera. The trust, placed in providence, by most of those persons who earn their living by some profession forbidden by religion, is neither absurd, nor false, nor deceitful. It is real, and even godly, for it flows from an excellent source. Whatever may be the ways of providence, human beings must always acknowledge it in its action, and those who call upon providence, independently of all external consideration, must, at the bottom, be worthy, although guilty of transgressing its laws. Pulcra laverna, da mihi falere, da justo sanctoque videri, noctem pacatis, et fraudubis objice nubem. Such was the way in which, in the days of Horace, robbers addressed their goddess. And I recollect a Jesuit who told me once that Horace would not have known his own language, if he had said, Justo santoque. But there were ignorant men even amongst the Jesuits, and robbers most likely have but little respect for the rules of grammar. The next morning I started with Bellino, who, believing me to be undeceived, could suppose that I would not show any more curiosity about him. But we had not been a quarter of an hour together when he found out his mistake, for I could not let my looks fall upon his splendid eyes without feeling in me a fire which the sight of a man could not have ignited.